0: This time on Matters, Bruno the Kid. The return of Bruno. I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> all this and more on this exciting episode of matters. matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss, with me at the table, my best friend in the whole wide world, if it isn't Matt Rose. It is
1: Matt Rose. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. And you know, now that I control the editing, this is all staying in. <laughs> oh, <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. (laughs) Well, then you are. I hold the conch now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I did not realize I was in Lord of the Flies, but I should. (laughs) I should remember that at any time I'm dealing with you that this could turn into Lord of the Flies. You heard his voice earlier, and I see his face in front of me. If it isn't our old friend, if it isn't.
2: No, just running words together. If it it's, isn't our old friend, Eric, Eric Hanky. hey Hooray. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Thanks for uh, having me back.
0: It has been too long. I think the last time that you were on was about a year ago.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Maybe, God, maybe was, it, was maybe
2: longer.
1: Maybe longer?
0: Um, this is awkward. I don't think you've been on since we've been bi weekly, which we Oh, definitely in. not. No, I don't think so. Which I think we are now back on track with. Yes. <laughs> Bi-weekly. Air quotes. Air bi-weekly. quotes. And not bi-yearly. Bi-yearly. Where <laughs> it kind of seemed. Eins uh, <laughs> Monthly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, us? Yeah, our podcast is Eins Monthly.
1: <laughs> is uh, that the name of the podcast? No, 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 no. <laughs> is it German? <laughs> oh, I
0: still have people. As podcasts grow in popularity, I've had more and more people reach out to me about podcasting. And I pretty much go, it's the most fun you can have. I love it so much. No one's going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> and then I re- then I realized like, you know, we've had Chris Heiner as a super fan for a very long time. Hi, Chris. We can never take uh never take him for granted.
1: Yeah. And, and there's other people J- that Jay Ren listens still to this day, and it's like it Wow, me. you listened through the He Man episodes and he was like, <laughs> it was rough. I had to put it on like three times speed, but I made it through <laughs> until you guys got to the what you're into. Then I st- like you know then I put it on regular speed. Regular speed, speed. But sure. But- I'll tell you when you come off of three times or two
0: times speed back to regular speed. Oh, it is like oh. plate oh, tectonics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right now, I feel like we're at two times speed. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I listen to it again, it doesn't sound different to me. But then when I actually put it on regular speed, it just feels like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Eric, <laughs> are they drunk? What's going on with these guys? Well, yeah. that's beside the point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the reason we brought you here today was number one to catch up because it's just been too long. Um, you have a full-grown adult son now. Jesus, um, Jesus. Christ! That is, I th- yeah, I think you were at graduation. The yeah. last time we were together, so now we are post graduation. Wow, and first semester of college done. Mm-hmm. Yep, and the uh, wow.
2: second semester now.
1: And where where is it. he? I'm, I'm pretty sure he's he can dunk on all of us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's he's
0: a tall drink of water. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: he's a he, and he could take me. He's a big boy. He can uh, he could definitely take me. Um, but no, he's he's going to OCC right now, living at home, um, kind of. Uh, His his performance in college is eclipsing his performance in in high school, which is nice. Good, good. That's what mine did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There is a lot
0: to when you watch money go out. Oh, for sure. (laughs) And and also when you get to choose what you want to take. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're not necessary. Like I know
1: there's a lot of prerequisites. Yeah, there's a lot of general education you have to take, but that also helps you like. That helps a lot of people figure out what they want to do when they don't know what they want to do.
2: Yep. Not only what you want to do, but even for him, like, it's been cool to have him watch his friends who have gone off to various schools and, mm-hmm. and going out and visiting them and, and what have you and, and getting a taste of different campuses with those folks. Obviously, he's, he's not attending classes, but um, uh, he's he's getting a se- a better sense now of just in terms of culture where he'd like to end up yeah. uh, in a year or two. So that's been really cool.
0: The the other cool thing from my personal experience is being home, going to college, and getting into that groove of nobody cares. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is now on you. Like, obviously, you as his dad cares how he does and that he kind of gets in line. But really, everybody else in that room, if you're not there... yeah isn't gonna call you Eric and be like, Where's your son? Yep. Yep. So it, it I appreciated that when I went to I went to Macomb Community College, which we've mentioned a few times before, probably hundreds. But um <laughs> Well you went there for the first year? I went there for two years. And well then we you read, went to Wayne State. And then I went to Wayne State for a year. And then you went to Western. And then I finished at Western. All right. Yeah, because it would have been ninety five into ninety six. I was there. Ninety six into ninety seven. I was there. Ninety seven into ninety eight. I was there. And then ninety eight. Ninety eight. On yeah, you were, you were. at Western. I left after the winter semester yeah. or the um yeah yeah. Fall no, it was semester, after the, after the fall
1: semester? You came and to then
0: ninety nine January. I was at Western after the worst snowstorm Western had oh, seen.
1: It was driving on ninety four back to Kalamazoo, like, God, I forget what time we left. And we had to pick up my roommate in Livonia, I think. And that was just a long drive. It was like six hours plus. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were going probably 30 miles an hour the entire way. And like a semi would pass and it would be like, you go your speed, I'm going mine. And it would be going
2: like 35. And we were like
1: slow down
2: <laughs> and kalamazoo doesn't really get off the hook from like lake effect snow oh no, no they get
1: lake effects yeah i yeah.
2: and it is terrible i i worked in kalamazoo for six seven months something like that um at this it's not too interesting but uh i commuted back i didn't commute back and forth but on weekends i would come home yeah. right and um so i got very used to that that trek on uh 94
0: yeah i've softened to Ooh. it over the years, well, yeah, because you drive to Chicago. I drive to Chicago, so now like Kalamazoo's a halfway point. I'm yeah. like, yeah, sweet.
2: Yeah. yeah, if weather's fine, man. It was I was I was starting in Farmington Hills to get there in like an hour. It's like I can a, get there in an hour and a half.
1: It's a beautiful drive. I mean, you're driving through country for a large majority of it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's a pretty
0: easy drive. The way that we used to go was kind of crazy, but it was like when you're in Shelby Township. Your, oh, when we would take sixty nine? Yeah, yeah. We would go north to go west. Oh, because either way you went it, either way you went it. Yeah. Um. No, but if you got on ninety four in the city, you're doing fifty five. Mm-hmm. If you go six ninety nine, if you go six ninety six, it's still gonna take you forty minutes to get to six ninety six from Shelby Township. So we were like, we can get to seventy five faster. Mm -hmm. near auburn hills and then just go to 69 and nobody takes that way
2: yeah for your listeners in guam do you think this is kind (laughs) of like you know the the californians um, yes yeah
3: yeah, (laughs) (laughs) L.A.
2: Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) we
1: let me finish my thought for um yeah, he had he had to go over the rest of the way that we got to school. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah I have take one thirty one, <laughs> and then you would get at ninety four, <laughs> right?
0: And then you would get off into Kalamazoo, West N- oh, No, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> no, I, I benefited from going to Mcu- community college, McCunity. You will you, <laughs> you did communi- go to McCunity College, Macomb so. Community College. I benefited entirely because i also got sick a semester oh yeah where you I had made, c difficile i got c diff after my wisdom oof. teeth got
1: pulled yeah and you lost so much weight yeah it was, it was the like lightest 20, i like ever 20 was 20 pounds or something it was nuts
0: and it was like okay well now i'm gonna get back into it and then it was easy because it was just community college mm-hmm. like when i got to western my first semester there i was able to get the only class that i needed and then I had to figure out everything else. Mm-hmm. So it was like my first semester there, I took African political systems, oceanography, um, the, the recording communications class that I needed, and like one other. And I think I took jogging.
1: Was that, was that the first semester or the second semester? Because I remember you taking jogging. Because I was gonna, I was gonna take issue with you saying that was the lightest I've ever been. Because I remember you actually got into that class. I did all right, and and yeah. you liked it, and you were down, I think, to one ninety, yeah. or like high one eighties. And it's like I have weighed almost one hundred ninety pounds before. Yep. And and you're a bigger dude than me. So for you to be at the same weight, you were a you were a svelte gentleman at that oh. point.
0: And I still thought I was fat. I, have, I that's yeah, yeah. my brain. Well, that's so
1: funny. that's it's it's funny you say that because um, my parents, whom I love, uh, my dad still sees himself as thin, and my mom still sees herself as chubby because she was a chubby kid and my dad was a skinny kid. Uh, but the roles have reversed and my mom i mean considering that my mom is almost 80 years old my mom is in pretty good shape mm-hmm. um and my dad who is over 80 is expecting <laughs> 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 and you know like he'll he'll kind of yo-yo like when when my mom is able to convince him to go back to weight watchers which is a program that works uh if you actually follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh my dad will drop easy fifteen to twenty pounds. Yeah. Uh and you know, that's that's a big deal when you're I think my dad's like five nine. That's a that's a oh wow a big deal, you know? Um but it's just it's funny to hear you say like, oh I still thought I was fat. And it's like Yeah. Well I it, look it, at
0: pictures from like three years ago. I'm like,
1: man was doing great
0: yeah (laughs) but in my brain i was still like uh,
1: look at that fitness model (laughs) i
0: know i really was i was like oh oh my god
1: but i mean i i look at myself and i all i see is like no too too much room there too much fat you gotta you gotta cut that out you gotta you gotta skip lunches for the next two weeks to get rid of that
0: and now i look at myself and i'm like
2: (laughs) she (laughs) breaches
0: anyway i have a low negative self-image well but i
1: mean I, I think i think a lot of people do so what, what what i was trying to say with that like with me looking at myself and being like nope you got you're carrying too much weight you gotta you gotta bail some of it out like everybody everybody has uh, has issues like that where you just you look at yourself and you think like no nope, i could be better and then you know i mean uh, psychological surveys and stuff have, have shown that with social media and like especially like a lot of the social media influencers and stuff people's self images have plummeted where like even men have eating disorders and like body dysmorphia um not quite to the level that women do obviously but um it's it's skyrocketing for men um i don't know if it'll ever catch up to women but uh it's it's really bad so you know it's it's not just you. It's a lot of people look at themselves and think like, "Nope, I get it. I get it every day." Lighter subjects, yes, lighter subjects.
2: So, how are you? You doing, <laughs> I'm not, you doing okay, buddy? I'm well. I, I I honestly I forgot about um Us? the uh, the surprise for later. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> that that was coming on the pike but uh, i
1: actually i actually forgot that that's what we were doing i thought it was just a catch-up episode and then i saw matt moving the device and it was like oh yeah oh, oh my yeah. god is that what we're doing
2: yeah i was thinking all day today like in anticipating uh answering the question how are you and what's what's new and i was like i don't know what the hell's different with me? And nothing's different um other than I, uh, probably than the last both time of your I, sons can dunk on us. Now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know if the last time I got into it too much, and and I always kind of strayed away from talking about work and all that. But probably the last year, year and a half <clears throat> for work for myself, and I won't get too into it. Has just been um, a lot of uh, change um, mm. organizationally around me, oh. um, and <clears throat> uh, a little bit of. Uh, we we're talking about references to books, uh, a little bit of "Who Moved My Cheese" kind of stuff going on. We all get that. Yes, I, 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 I do not. It was like this '90s. Oh,
0: uh, it really was. It was like these three rats in a cha- in a maze, and the cheese is here. And eventually, somebody moved where the cheese is, or they ate it all. It's like a pop
2: business fable, right? And two thing. and two
0: of the rats, hem and haw, uh, keep going to where the cheese was but one rat like that's named like super rat or some bullshit Ugh, so bad is like oh i'm going to go find more cheese and mm. it, it's just like in business as in life the good things are going to move and you need to go after them and don't keep doing the
2: same thing and expecting different results right and and back in i don't know 96 when i was forced to read that book um <laughs> I, I was like oh yeah I' I'm, I'm, this is me that's cool and and of course at the time I was what 23 um, now with uh, the changes that are happening in the organization that I'm in um, a lot of the changes I I agree with um, but it still doesn't make it any less difficult uh, and so over the last year I've been kind of struggling a lot with um, you know where to go next Um If to go next was a big one. Like Mm -hmm. the company that I work for, I've been there, I'm going on 25 years. Oh my God. Which is a big number, but it is. Quite frankly, now it doesn't mean much. Like it doesn't, like if I hit 25 years, I might get a pin or something. But other than that, I mean, it doesn't
1: matter. When I reached 10 years with Flagstar, they gave me a pin with the world's tiniest diamond, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it was like I thought about like peeling that thing out and <laughs> taking <laughs> it to a place and being like what can I get for it? Nothing. I won't even right. give Uh-oh, you a quarter for this, that thing. this chipped chip. Yeah, this uh, this right. piece of dust. No, right. <laughs>
2: uh, so, I don't know, like up until the last up until the last year when kind of all these these changes were happening. I was working in a group within the organization that was was relatively Untouched by um, the the greater uh, influences on um, the business, not I don't mean to say untouched, but just like um, we were insulated from uh, other factors that would negatively impact other areas in the business, um, and it finally got to I feel like it kind of got to us, and I don't I don't disagree with the changes that are that are being implemented. To overall make uh, the company better, something needs to happen. Um, and and on paper, I don't disagree with any of it. Um, it's just, uh, like I said, it's just been a challenge. And and where I fit within all of that, it's you know, do I do I stick with it to see if we can actually right the ship, or do I you know worry about my family and and myself and in in kind of. See
0: if you can get out
2: now yeah. Well, the getting might be good. Exactly, but mm-hmm. the last successful uh, interview that I've had was twenty four and a half years ago. You yeah. know, so and I've had interviews since. Um, not to say that they weren't successful, but um, I've gone through a lot of rounds of a lot of different you know interviews with with companies um, over the years, and they haven't been the perfect fits, and I haven't necessarily been looking to. I haven't been committed to to really um, kind of jump, so I wasn't pushing that hard, and I have I have difficulty uh, like compartmentalizing my day to day efforts around the work that I'm that I'm paid to do today versus that kind of mental uh, um, uh, effort that I need to put forth put forth to imagine. You know, working or helping out somewhere else. Um, I can't be. Uh, I I have difficulty during the day worrying about um, what I might be doing somewhere else when I'm really dedicated during the day to what I'm doing. You know, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but no,
1: it it does, and it. I have been going through a similar thing. My thoughts on my own. Uh, where I moved teams in August. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not by choice. My manager that I had got moved to a completely different role that they still haven't told us about. Um, So I got moved to a team where half of it is in another state and half of it is here. And... We also found out that all the projects that I have been working on are going to get transferred to a completely different team, and I am not going to be over those projects anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, uh, what am I going to work on? Oh, we'll find stuff for you. Mm-hmm. I don't like that answer. I don't like that answer at all. Sure. Uh, and then because I am technically in a different part of the company, I'm not in the same like AD groups as them, and I'm not in the same level of access I'm on a different windows build than them and it's like I when I try to do the same things you guys do I can't do it mm-hmm. and it it makes it really difficult and I've really been struggling the past month and a half um, at work because now I'm actually on a project that is doing stuff I don't know how to do mm-hmm. and w- sometimes it's because of those previously mentioned things, that I can't do it. And it's really frustrating because it's like, I, I should be able to do these things, and I can't because of you know the firewall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once I we actually get those things ironed out, then it's just, well, I just don't know how to do this. And the things I'm being asked to do, there's no examples of of how to do it. So you have to just know how to do it, and I don't. And there's nothing to lead me to the point. You know, there's no breadcrumb trail to take me to where I need to be. And I'm used to knowing how to do everything I need to do or inventing a way to do it. And now I just don't have a clue. And it is supremely frustrating. And it makes me really worried about jumping ship because it's like, am I jumping into an open ocean? Right. Am I jumping to a not as sturdy vessel or am I making a wise decision and jumping to a better vessel? And, you know, it's just me. So it is very much sink or swim. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, with with other things on the horizon uh, for me personally, you know, I don't want to jump ship and then suddenly get a pink slip. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to get a pink slip at my current job. Um, and, you know, as soon as I can't do something, that is exactly where my mind goes. is Oh, well, I'm fired. And I should just start cleaning my desk out. You know, knowing how long my company takes to get rid of people. It's like, <laughs> you know. Uh, that, you could duke on a desk and it would be like, oh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you oh, have desk. for lunch, man? Hey. Uh, yeah, like... <laughs>
0: really got to not do that again
1: yeah please please don't if you do it again we will ask you much more harshly not to do it again but no it's you know I just it's because I've been fired before and it was a traumatic experience for me I as soon as I am not able to do what I always do that's immediately where my brain goes is oh well you should just start filling out your unemployment paperwork now you (laughs) dumb you know you dumb idiot and so it's you know it's really difficult for me and it's difficult to explain to other people my thought process because it doesn't really make sense to everybody else Mm -hmm. uh it's just you know i was trying to explain to my girlfriend earlier earlier tonight and she was doing what a girl what a good girlfriend would do and it's like no you'll figure it out you'll do great you're you're going to you're you're smart you're going to do this and it's like I appreciate everything you're saying you're wonderful but i don't feel like that right now and so hearing it is only more frustrating for me oh, that man. people that people are like you can do it you're really great you'll you'll figure it out and it's like no, but I'm not figuring it out. And this just puts more pressure
2: on me and makes me feel like more of an idiot. Can I can I offer just a a little bit just one, I totally sympathize with with what you're saying. And the only thing that keeps coming to mind for me is isn't anxiety stupid? Oh, it is it, and I But you know, it's so fucking real. Yeah, and, it is. And all I would say, just for me, you know, the the sympathizing with your situation, for me, everything that I just said. I guess the, the button on all that is is I've for the last year or so, year and a half, whatever, it's just been this constant self-doubt anxiety kind of thing. And mm-hmm. literally like the last two, three weeks, there's again through a lot of these changes that have, have happened, I've started to slip back into, oh, wait a minute. If I just if I do me, right, and I and I just do what I know I do best that value is going to show for other people, uh, show to other people, it's going to make me feel better. Um, I can sit around stressing out about, can I do all these things that I'm not exactly sure how to do? Or, um, can I, or should I just, you know, burn those calories on the things that I know that I can do and throw out the self-doubt stuff. And I've been testing that a little lately and I've been actually kind of feeling better about About things, well, not that, that that all r- relates back to you, but no, and it, the, it, it does a that little bit. Getting a little separation from that anxiety for a second, mm-hmm. and then realizing that oh wait a minute, I know what the fuck I'm doing, you know, and and like you were saying, used to be you just figure it out. Well, like your girlfriend said, eh, you'll figure it out,
1: right? I it's I guess the thing that's most frustrating is with the stuff that I'm working on now. I don't even know what questions to ask because I'm so out of my depth. Mm. And that is one of the things that's most frustrating to me is not knowing the questions to ask and not knowing what I should even be researching. And so, right. you know, I feel good that I've gotten as much working as I have. But like I I delivered one app a couple weeks ago that works. I know it works because when I look at it in the workbench on the server, it performs exactly how it's supposed to. But when we try to add it to a page, it blows up and and the the site's like, no, you can't add this to the page. And we have no idea why that's happening. And so someone was asking me a bunch of questions today about the app, which made me think they were trying to replicate what I did. And if they have to do that, That's going to make me look terrible. Because it's like, oh, well, but I got it to work in five minutes. Well, you already had a working code example for one. But also, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I really would prefer that everything just worked the way it's supposed to. You know, I'm trying to figure it out. But it just, you get serious imposter syndrome when you start to realize that you are no longer the best person doing your job, you know, and and you start seeing people who are just out of a coding boot camp or college who are like, "Oh, I can do what you do, and I can do more." And it's like, "Fuck me!" <laughs> I hear you.
2: I hear. Is this the the lighter subject? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, this cool, cool, was cool.
0: Exactly what I was going for. <laughs> Sorry, that part where uh, we talk. I'm about right there cr- with you, man. No, well, I mean, a year and a half ago, I was in full career despair. Yeah. And I took a leap. And for me, it was a leap sideways, I guess. A lateral move. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, my thoughts are my own. And, <laughs> yep. Um, but I was in a position that I have said out loud, if I were to make cuts in a company, I would have started with my role. You know what I mean? Like where I'm, like you can come here. I can tell you right now, Mm -hmm. I ain't doing two things. (laughs)
3: Check your shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: uh, the (laughs) if the question is, what value do you provide to the company? You're a people person. I (laughs) talk to the engineer. (laughs) 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 Like, yep. Yeah, I am absolutely that role. So I was like, I got to get out. Mm -hmm. And I have to go somewhere that I have some skill set in, but isn't where I was. Mm -hmm. Like that was my only goal, Mm -hmm. you know, because like to go back back Mm -hmm. would have felt like I failed. But I also needed to go back. Right. You know. Like, I knew I wasn't going to get a marketing job Mm -hmm. after this one. So I was like, okay, no problem. So then I I found a role that was a little bit closer to the sale, as they might say. Uh A little bit more of the support of sales.
2: Mm -hmm. Which is
1: uh, extremely important for a company such as ours. Yeah, Correct. And
0: fully out of my depth for a long time. Didn't know anything. Whereas, like, if I would have gone back to what I knew... Um, I would have been probably really bored Mm -hmm. and probably wouldn't have been a great employee. But this was a much better move for me. And I've learned a lot. And what I've learned is nobody wants to do this, yeah. (laughs) Um, which breeds complacency. But I've actually kind of been like, well, I have watched my old leadership grow into further leadership positions. Mm -hmm. And I know what they do. So I'm like, hey everybody, gather around me. I know how to weather this storm. Yeah, (laughs) and I'm like, I'm truly like leading my team and doing, not leading. Leading's a little full heart, but like blowhardy of me, but being like, we got to do this now Mm -hmm. because nobody cares what the hell we're doing,
1: but eventually they're going to.
2: Oh man, amen. Like I get it. I get it.
1: Start start building worth for your team. As exactly. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, I, I get it. I get you it. You know, like a big piece for us
0: is cases. You know, like mm-hmm. nobody's looking at our aged cases. We got to look at them now. You know, like last year we saved this much money, but this year we've got to prove that we're able to, you know, serve our clients. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, if we got anything, close them. And it's a lot of like, you know, because it's like a vendor of a vendor relationship. Mm hmm. So, uh, there's a lot of like, "Hey, can you tell the guy to tell the guy to do this for us, please right, <laughs> <laughs>
1: which I'm kind of used to anyway, so it's not uh, it's not a big deal, but in a company as large as ours, yeah, you, yeah, you just have to kind of get used to that kind of thing, right,
0: and then my problem is follow up I'm not the best on follow up
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I'm kind of like it's it's like if you write me, if you write me and I write you back." I can write you back for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. If I write you, if you write me, and I see your message and I don't respond right away, (laughs) you know, Matt knows. Like (laughs) you'll you'll be like, "Hey, I actually need an answer to this." I'll be like, "Yeah, sorry, I'm an idiot."
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is one area that I don't think I have much of a problem where I. I've been very good the past couple of years in not hounding people right away of you give them slack, you let them reply in their own time, and if it starts impacting you, you you go back and you hit them again. And if they don't get back to you again, yeah. that's when you might be ceasing people on emails mm-hmm. or that's when you might be phone like making phone calls and saying, hey, need it now. Like I had to do that today, but I did it in a very polite way and I got my answer immediately. And it was like, Thanks, dude. Awesome. Great job. Yeah, I really need this man. I'm sorry.
0: I can't wait anymore. Do
2: you guys use phones?
0: I'll tell you what, in our organization, it's kind of a last line of defense. Right? Yeah. But like if you actually get somebody on the phone,
2: right?
1: They're they're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the people I'm on the phone the most with are help desk. Uh, but, you know, that's when it's like, oh, hey, dude, for some reason, my account's locked. Oh, okay. I'll unlock it. Thanks, dude.
0: <laughs>
1: hold music.
0: <laughs> Unlocked. Oh, man. Summer
1: 01. You guys, <laughs> I know, I know, like, all the music to the Webex hold music. Oh, yeah. Well, there is jam. there's a song on there.
0: And I think I've sang this to you. Like, I used to dial in on my morning drive and I would be in the waiting room and there's one that goes, do doo do 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 So there was a place on 8 Mile right before 75 uh, called Aunt, I can't remember the name, but it was like Aunt Rema's Hot Food. Okay. Let's just call it Aunt Rema's Hot Food. So I would just be driving, and I'd just be like, "Aunt Rima's hot food. Aunt, Aunt Rima's hot food. Aunt
2: Rima's hot, hot food." That's awesome.
0: <laughs> love, love it. So let's get down to it, boppers. I think we should. Uh, the first episode of the year. I had mentioned that I made a purchase. You did. The purchase is, good old Bruce Willies. The
1: oh. return.
0: The Return of Bruno. That is beautiful. And I started to play a little bit of it from Spotify. And Matt was like, no, stop it. Eric has to be here. Yes, he he does. And I was like, well, then we need to make this happen. So I have in my hand an original copy of Motown Records, Mm -hmm. The Return of Bruno, Bruce Willis, with Hype Sticker, Hype Sticker reading, see Bruce Willis, The Return of Bruno, TV special only on HBO. Yeah. And I I'm like, that shit. that is insane. It is insane. Bruce Willis has always been a star in my mind because I kind of, by the time I knew what TV stars were, Moonlighting was kind of a hit. Yeah, it was. And then you know, Die Hard happened, and it was like he's the biggest star in the world. Right
2: <laughs> now, you didn't say you didn't say yet, did you? This this had to be like 150 bucks, right? Funny you should ask.
1: Yeah, not much.
2: I got
0: this from the Detroit Record Club, the brand new store on Woodward in 12 Mile. Oh, um, beautiful place! If you've not been, I and have you, not. and you want to play a record. Um, a little bit more curated, which I like. Oh. That's a record store I go into, and I'm like, what are you guys listening to that's interesting? And they'll come up with like two or three things. and Have like,
2: you heard of Bruce Willis?
0: <laughs> well, I was go- just going through their pile of new arrivals, and I saw this, and the price tag of $10. And I was, <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> and I was like, it will be mine. Did, so did you laugh as soon as you saw it? Oh, I picked it out of the bin the moment
0: I, I was like, this is mine. <laughs> I am not missing this. Yeah. This has to come in. We have made so many Seagram's Golden Wine, Wine Cooler jokes, jokes on the yeah. show oh, man. that I had to pick this up. Oh. So on the front, you have a smiling, smirking,
1: smirking, a little smirking, smirking yep. Bruce Willis. He, he is his, so proud of himself. His eye is oh cocked. God.
0: He's in a black t shirt. And he's giving you a look like, "I'm back, baby." That Ugh. is the face of "I'm back, baby." Yeah. I, but on
2: the back, it. Oh th- my god! I can't. So uh, before we started recording, I, I was saying how like like I unironically love this album. <laughs> so the thing is, this
0: hit you when,
2: like, like, as I went right into purity. I'm not saying it caused it, but it. (laughs) (laughs) that's not even... Your pituitary gland caused it, but yeah. No, it was uh, eighth grade. Um, Well, wasn't there a show called Lil Bruno? (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) I believe there was a show,
0: cartoon, called Lil Bruno, voiced by Bruce Willis, where he plays Bruno. I don't think Um, that I knew this. I, I, I mean, it was... From, I want to say, the late 90s, early 2000s.
2: Wow. No, I'm not not aware. I'm
0: looking this up. Okay. So this is a sealed copy. So right now, I'm about to break the seal on this bad boy. This is going to be interesting. Because I do not know what the... um,
1: The state of that record is? Correct.
2: Now back... Originally, I was never a vinyl guy in the first place. Um, when I first started purchasing music myself, um, my my first album that I bought was Susie Quattro, whatever it was. Uh, and do you all remember who Suzy Quattro was?
0: I know the name. Okay. I...
2: Susie Quattro played Leather Tuscadero on yes. Happy Days. And I had an eight track. Wait, Pinky Tuscadero? Nope. Her sister. Oh, Leather. Okay. Leather Tuscadero. Um. Oh. What are you doing? No, I,
1: I found it. Yeah. Is that I Bruno? found the intro. Oh, buddy. Oh man. Bruno, the kid, the adventure begins. No
3: time for kids game. No time for girls. Helping the good guys. Saving the world. i yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Matter should watch every episode of Bruno the Kid. No. No? You no. You don't want to do that?
1: that? No, that sounds like, what was that podcast, Matt? Worst idea ever. <laughs> Worst idea of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but we
0: do need to hear a little bit of Bruno the Voice. <sighs> it's fun being someone new for a change.
3: Bruno, pretending to be someone you're not can get you into a lot of trouble.
0: You think? It really is Bruce Willis. Wow. Yeah, that's,
2: what what year is this? I'm going late nineties.
0: 1996.
2: Oh, what did I say?
0: You said late nineties. Yeah, yeah, so that's I so mean that's, that's like
2: mid. That's like mid nineties. Rounding, but you know, rounding.
1: I mean, it's not early nineties. So I, I I accept that I was wrong on that. All right. But all right.
2: <sighs> so what's though, going on with that corner? On that, uh, on what is that? Oh, the, the dog ear? What is that called?
0: Okay, so this is the, um, oh, this, the sleeve yeah, sleeve. yeah, this is the record sleeve.
2: Well, what's the the outside? The jacket. The jacket, then the sleeve, then the vinyl. Okay, correct. Got it. That so, picture was not in the cassette. So <laughs> the one where it looks like he's drunk and he fell
1: down.
0: Yep. Well. You mentioned that this picture also wasn't on the
2: cassette. No, that one was, but it's not on the CD that I ended up purchasing on uh, Amazon a couple of years ago. Oh, when, man. When, you know, I pay for Apple Music, and for the longest time, Return of Bruno was not on Apple was Music. It
1: was, wow, imagine that. And then
2: when I tripped over it, I remember, you know, saying essentially, hey, Internet, you've let me down for mm-hmm. not announcing yeah. the fact that this is now on Apple Music. Uh, but yeah, in, in that uh, interim period, I had ordered a, a a physical CD of it was a some sort of a, a like a almost like a Criterion <laughs> of of Bruce Willis's entire catalog in one. I don't know if it was on one CD, maybe it's a two CD set, whatever. But uh, it includes this album and whatever his follow up was, which Blue includes news. a duet with Demi Moore. Oh, that must have been great. It's terrible. It's terrible. The (laughs) second album, terrible.
0: So this picture of Bruno on the back of the LP is him on the bandstand. He's uh, He's bent over a a little bit.
1: Yeah, he's got the mic stand. He's
0: kind of trying to do that Freddie Mercury... Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. using the mic stand, but the bottom of the mic stand's the highest point it can be in the air. Mm -hmm. And inside... On the the sleeve, we get to see what happened (laughs) when he lost balance. Now, there's a couple things about the way uh, Bruce Willis is dressed here. He's wearing the black t-shirt timeless. Timeless. Yes. He's wearing jeans. He's wearing, I would say that these are 501s. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You know, so timeless fit, classic fit, a little loose fit. I know where you're going.
2: We panned down yep.
1: those goddamn shoes. Those Much.
2: shoes? I wanted those fucking shoes. You wanted these Reeboks. I, wa- I think I had those Reeboks, actually.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah.
2: So he is wearing a full-on aerobic pair of Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. Now, the, I'll tell you the the pair of Reeboks that I had that year, probably influenced by that picture, was Reebok had a, is a three-quarter high top a thing. Yes. Yeah, I had, I had a pair of those bad boys. That soft, white leather, um, three quarter high top. Reebok. Yeah,
1: but I I I talked about these socks with Matt.
2: Uh, so I remember these ago, socks.
1: I remember the these socks. socks.
2: I don't remember. Look the socks. at
1: those. Look at those socks, Eric. Those, so this, they're like
0: leg warmers. Oh yes, shit. They're like
1: leg warmers,
0: but <laughs> they're not. The socks. His jeans are tucked into them. Oh my because it would be a I tight roll. Too.
2: Guys. It would be a tight roll. Oh God. This is <laughs> really this roll. is really
1: giving me a headache just thinking about all these oh things. Oh my god.
2: You know what else about about uh this imagery? <clears throat> um, at this age, so it says copyright eighty seven. Eighty seven.
1: Oh wow, it does. It says eighty seven. Yikes. So So this was right around the time that heard... No, Die Hard came out in '88, I think. So this. Yeah, exactly.
2: So this is, it would have been after New Year's, my in eighth grade. Um, at that time, so I was still thirteen, I guess. At that time, I wa- I wanted my hair to look like Bruce Willis's, and I'm not saying you wanted like how it was I literally <laughs> wanted my hair to recede just a little bit. I had no idea what that would mean in the long run. I yeah. know what you mean, um, <laughs> but the 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 overall profile of it was so cool.
0: Well, so Can I get an amen or no? Let mm-hmm. me just say that Bruce Willis is a classically handsome man. He is, in my mind, <laughs> he's a very oh sure he is yeah he's working class handsome. Sure, okay, he's kind of like a tough guy handsome. Because hmm. he's not a pretty boy by any stretch of the imagination. No.
1: He's not going to star in, you know, Little Lord Funnel Roy or anything like it's that. Like the kind but
2: of guy you go into a dive bar and you see him sitting there sipping a Seagram's Gold Wine cooler. <laughs> you walk <laughs> in. Right about to
1: get beat up by
0: some bikers. <laughs> you walk in and you see a guy sitting at the end of the bar and the next to him, some shit is going down. Somebody ain't treating their lady right, or two guys are about to get into it. And you, you see a wry smile right on the smart, corner of that smart. that lip. And he goes, fellas, <laughs> looks like this one could be solved by Mr. Seagrams. <laughs> Seagrams, golden wine
1: cooler, Seagrams. <laughs>
2: Golden wine coolers It's wet and it's, it's dry. dry Golden wine coolers My, 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 my <laughs> You I know very, it
3: better than I
0: do I, I love you water. both Sorry, You're both Here is song one Track one Coming right up From Bruce right Willis Sorry, Return of Bruno There
1: is a mild warp In the record <laughs> A mild one I can see that thing bouncing up and down. The only thing that's amusing me right now is watching Eric Hankey fully pantomime to
2: this record. I'm at your service!
0: That's a powerful track. I'm going to put it out there right now. Um, not necessarily a hot open, but a statement of purpose. We should a, do this on Roche uh, coach,
2: actually.
1: <laughs> um, I, so I am going to recognize that the musicians in this record were solid musicians. I think they were like, um, I, I think they actually were like Motown contract recording artists and stuff right like they they're good
2: and they're doing
1: a very good job as you would expect them to do uh and i think they even had like the commodores and anita baker on this record or some shit uh
2: actually on respect yourself uh the pointer sisters oh the pointer sisters that's who it was on that that'll be on the next track but (laughs) um just today i was listening to uh uh pete holmes you made it weird with huey lewis on it and <laughs> this I did not realize Huey oh, Lewis yeah. is battling cancer hardcore not cancer uh, well maybe maybe he is but no he has he has some um, uh, affliction that is causing deafness for yeah him, and he's I, working through it now mind you I don't recall on the the episode maybe that's what cancer. it was yeah but still it's like you know okay I don't want to draw I, to leapt, Mozart, but I I leapt to cancer so right so anyway just hearing that today and I was thinking about Huey Lewis and in this same time frame I was huge into Huey Lewis and that tower of power sound right mm-hmm. um throw in uh fun-ish rock with horns mm-hmm. I'm all into it um on this one what I find interesting and I heard it on on, on what you played so far there's live horns, but there's also synthesized there's horns. There's way yeah.
1: big synth horns. Yeah, which I don't know why you would do that. I don't
2: know how I feel about it, but um, th- the production value on a lot, of, like the under the boardwalk, on well, we'll get to we'll get to it. But this actual truck, can you can you get kind of like to the last verse? of Sure, of uh, coming right up. Yeah, yeah, I think that's
0: easy on vinyl, right? It'll probably be right about here.
3: Oh no!
2: He said 69.
3: Uh, oh here we are 99 Woo! I'm not, I take a look at-
0: Go ahead. So that, wow, there's a lot to process there. Coming was, right up, Do you get it?
2: It's, you coming, there's innuendo. He uh, <laughs> <laughs> started on the 69th floor. That's a thing, I think, when I'm 13. <laughs> Let me just say that
0: formative they put (laughs) they put a lot into this record yeah because it really is this is so 80s it really is like there was like this is now post purple rain right but they're still doing and kiss i think was after purple rain but it has the Mm. kiss kind of um Tower of Power for sure. Yep. It's got those, it's got real horns, but it does have, it's either they're using a a gated filter on it to kind of make it feel like coned off. Uh huh. But they're doing something on the production with the horns to make them sound synthy, and they're probably laying synth on it. Right. Because I'm reading the liner notes, because that's what I got with my my sheet here. Bring it. And it says, Drum Marty Farah bass Dave Chamberlain, who I want to say I know Dave Chamberlain, like he's a big deal session bassist. Guitar's Danny Grenier, Dwayne Sk- Skaqua, keyboards Steve Toma, Alan Pasqua, saxophones Chris Mostert, Greg Smith, trumpets Jerry Hay, Gary Grant, percussion Michael Fisher, background vocals Cede Garrett and Lynn Davis. And they're earning their
1: paycheck
2: Coming up
1: <laughs> they, they all Did a fine and job And it's a
2: story song uh, Eric
1: <laughs> I,
2: I will not apologize You don't have to don't apologize
0: have to. But I won't repo- I won't re <laughs> For our next song Respect Yourself <laughs> This that was, was a the single. hell of a needle drop. That was fantastic. That was, was the best good, needle man. drop I've ever very, done. That was very good.
2: So this was the big single. And introduced it. It's not just Huey Lewis. This guy can uh, play the mouth harp as well.
1: sad for you because this is one of my favorite records. I'm sad for Matt and I because we're sitting through it and I'm sad for Matt because he paid cash money for this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's... uh
2: The horn's on this one.
1: Oh, no. Th- those session musicians oh, are earning man. their fucking money. That's just... Like, I know that this actually song actually did well in england mm-hmm. like I, I looked it up a little bit and that that god i think it got to like number six or something and it's like how did how did
2: that get to number six you got to play the other shit that was going on that time too bon jovi slippery when wet right i'm not Guns saying and roses is, appetite for destruction yeah but that was actually that was 87 this was i know this did come out first like, i would Bad.
0: I think you. I think you have to aim a little bit more for what's going on with modern pop radio mm-hmm. at the time. And I'm I, in my mind, I'm thinking Glenn Fry, Heat Is On.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, I'm thinking. I don't. What, think that what, was wouldn't cool,
1: that have been earlier? But it would have been. I, I, I mean, think, they still would have been playing it probably. But I, I thought that that was a little bit earlier. I thought that was like. 85, 86. So this is
0: 87. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm going to go 87 number one hits. 1987
1: uh, radio hits. There we go. I'm pretty sure that, like, Sweet Child Mine" Minor Appetite for Destruction will be on there. but
2: Absolutely. But for I, me, but like, literally. I want your
1: sex. You oh, know. wow. George Michael?
2: Yeah. That, that released. I want your so that was all um I want to dance with somebody Oh Whitney Houston Yeah nothing's
0: yeah. gonna stop us now Starship Say la vie Robbie Neville Here I go again White Snake Oh god The way it is Bruce Hornsby um Shakedown. Bob Seger I thought right. so yeah. This yeah, is yeah. all
2: um uh
0: Beverly Hills Cop 2 Every, stuff Everybody have fun tonight Wang Chung oh, wow. This is really in the pocket mm-hmm. that the, definitely with the Wang Chung yeah like I, I the play makes a lot more sense now in that context, because he's leaning into it. And by the way, we have to understand why he wrote Mystery Bruno, because <laughs> I don't know why he. Well,
1: you got to watch the HBO special, hell Mystery Bruno. God damn everything. <laughs> um, You know, I would look on HBO. Uh, Go for it, but it's not there. No, oh no, no, no. yeah, no. But I, I, the whole I mean, thing's they, on YouTube.
2: You know, I watched it. In the yeah, last year.
1: I, I so for for people listening at home, I threw the liner notes at Eric. <laughs> <laughs> What's track three? Uh, that is down uh, in Hollywood.
2: <laughs> Hold on, this is terrible. Uh, um, I listened to <laughs> I'm never. Glad, not, I'm glad that you. I listened to never it. not funny, um, the Jimmy Pardo uh, yes. podcast, and um, recently uh, they've been talking. I think it was just in their last episode with Maria Bamford. They were talking about what, con- because they were talking about some other podcast that was talking about what constitutes a, um, a novelty song. Okay. Oh. So, not okay. necessarily comedic, not necessarily Weird Al, although right. just about anything Weird Al could be considered a novelty song, but yes, other things agree could with be that, as well. Yeah. Uh, down in Hollywood, straight up novelty song to me. I would do bits. I have best, I have, I was telling you, Matt Rose, this weekend, like, the the Matt Rose to my Matt Noss, he and I could do bits about Down in Hollywood right now. He hasn't heard it in 30 years, more, whatever. Um, and uh, we hit it.
0: I got to get a cleaner drop than that. But still the horns. Oh, yeah, there. Well done, Matt. <laughs> Again, I'm taking you to Ferris Bueller, has a sure. song on the soundtrack that uses a similar horn motif. I don't like this, by the way. Let me. It's fine. It's fine. Let me be blunt about it. But the cultural context is making a lot more sense.
2: Yeah. And this is. I can acknowledge listening to it with with other adults now. The last time I listened to it with anybody else, they were thirteen as well. But now listening with to it with other adults
1: and seeing the just utter disappointment on their
2: faces. This clearly isn't. We're so past blue-eyed soul. We are into borderline blackface. In the ha! <laughs> in all yeah. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing, Bruno? There.
0: I really do think it speaks to
1: the salesmanship of Bruce Willis that he was able to sell them on this entire record being on Motown
2: I mean he wasn't even
1: at the he wasn't even at the star level that Eddie Murphy was when he recorded right right
2: now uh, another thing that I was I was thinking when you're going through the 87 I'm curious when cuz again 13 year old Eric this was a genre I started to buy into, which was, wait a minute. I look up to this guy on TV. Sure, I'll listen to Don Johnson's Heartbeat. <laughs> right? What year was that? Uh, was I'll that find 86? it. Was that 86?
0: E- it, it's not that far away because, honestly, like these are songs from 87. Always by Atlantic Star. With or without you, sure. Looking for a new love, Jody Watley. Um, I think we're alone now. Tiffany, Moni oh, wow. Moni, the Billy Idol version.
1: At okay, so that is a solid track. I just want to point out. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would listen it, to that right now.
0: I want your sex. Notorious Duran Duran. Only in oh, dreams. No. Only in my dreams. Debbie Gibson. The next time I fall. Peter Cetera and Amy Grant. <sighs> lean wow. on me. Club Nouveau. That's a really oh. shitty song. Um. But like. <laughs> wait.
2: Wait. Let's do that again. <laughs> Say lean on me. I'll do my reaction. You do yours.
0: <laughs> lean on me. Club Nouveau. Oh. That's a really <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> not apologizing. <laughs> Neither am I to new me.
0: I love I love it. Because and that would have been on a mix in 87 for me. Control Janet Jackson. You got the look, Prince. Somewhere out there, Linus, Ron Stan and James Ingram. So like again, Jacob's ladder, Huey Lewis in the news. Touch me, I want your body. Samantha Fox. Oh man, I remember that song. <laughs> that was formative. Ooh, Into that was, Deep, that was Genesis. Too. Hip to be square. Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah,
1: he he had a, a lot, lot of lot. hits.
0: Four. Lucas, Suzanne Vega. I heard oh. a rumor. Bananarama. Oh wow! Jesus Christ! Songbird. Kenny G. Okay. Oof. This this play makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It does, but because because they were like he's got the push, he's got the moonlighting thing for him, he's got the Seagram Golden Wine Cooler thing for him, so he sold a lot of product there. They're thinking he had blind date
1: with Kim Basinger and John Larroquette. Yeah, so they're thinking this is though that was a bomb.
2: Oh yeah, it was terrible.
1: Yeah. But this is oh, but pretty was, low risk. That was that was the only movie my sister's ever walked out of. Opening night,
2: I was there. Oh man! Expect, for were, you,
1: were you expecting some like just just like a hint of Return to Bruno in that or? Yeah, was there? I don't know. Was that why people walked out? Was that why did my he, sister did he walked pull out?
2: out a mouth harp? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see. What's the next track on this thing?
2: <laughs> Young blood.
1: Oh man. Okay. All right, What do we have to have more cultural context now?
2: God damn it.
1: This
0: is
2: so produced in the 80s. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, just jacking up that guitar. But, what the fucking horns? I mean, those horns are legit. That Barry Sax.
1: Mm. You know, I would be fine with the music if it wasn't horns, Bruce Willis singing. Died. But I just,
2: all I hear is... I can't argue that.
1: No, that's it's... Tough. Sh- me. Oh, I
2: think that is the Temptations or... Yes, no, is. this is... Yes, this is the...
0: Um,
1: was it Temptations or Commodores? I don't remember.
0: It's not the Commodores. It is, I think, with a C. um They did Charlie Brown.
2: Oh, okay. God damn. Guys, I, I started reading. I started using reading glasses lately. And these don't even fucking work on this. <laughs>
1: only we had some way to find out matt already has his phone up so i'm gonna let him do it
0: the coasters is it what i want to say the coasters sang
1: youngblood oh man i hope not i like the coasters this would this would take them down a peg in my uh but as in this is a cover this is a cover okay Oh oh no I meant I meant on like Yeah I was wondering if the oh, no, actual no, no, background, no, no. background was the actual the actual coasters thing I saw her Oh that's right. Yeah 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 that's water. Yeah that's that yeah. sounds or like a coaster. I couldn't hear her from
3: <laughs> 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 shouting Look at that Look at that Look at that It's a
2: great song But
0: that's Lieber and Stoller and they wrote like a trillion songs for those doo wop groups. Love it. There is a whole. There's a whole show about Lieber and Stoller oh, that really? was on Broadway. Oh wow! And yeah, and it's like all of those songs. Smokey Joe. I think it's called Smokey Joe's Cafe.
2: Oh, I was thinking Lazy Miss. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I dreamed a dream that dreamed some dreams, <laughs>
0: and in that dream there was more dreaming. See,
2: oh, you hopped. Uh, this next. Uh, one starts out with a bit of a, a bit of a soundscape uh, it's a it's oh, it's no. almost it's borderline sketchy oh. as in it oh, yeah well here we go Is under the what... boardwalk
0: hey it's me bruno i'm out here on the boardwalk wait Let's hey, yeah,
3: throw down.
0: Hey Bruno, this is an angel dust factor.
1: <laughs> Let's kick ass. <laughs> all right.
3: So high, all right.
0: All right. Yeah, I know what under the boardwalk sound like. That
1: <laughs> is <laughs> side, side A. Side a yeah, I, I Guys, I'm going to have to take a break. I'm, we're going to have to come back with okay. more matters after this because I I need, to, I need to stretch. I need to uh, I need to take a minute. I need to take a knee. I, <laughs> we'll be this back is, with more matters take, yeah, this, after this. this taking it out of me, man. Always something i
3: never forget. a dream. But I don't know what it is.
0: Welcome back to Matters. Before we dive back into the return of Bruno, the true return of Bruno for this episode, <laughs> um, we were talking about because this is uh, a record that I have in front of me, and Eric was asking me about records and saying basically, "Hey,
2: yeah, i I've, I've, I was saying I, I've been at arm's length of wanting to get into it. I, I was never into vinyl." growing up, um, other than that. as a kid, you know, I I, I could um, read along with a book that came with a little 45. Yeah, 40 I love the golden and, book, 45s. Yeah, right? um, but, yeah, literally my formats were 8-track and then cassette, which is crazy. I can't believe my parents were in 8-track, but 8-track... My dad did vinyl. Um, yeah. Like, probably before I was born, so we had a shit ton of stuff. Um, but anyway, no, I just... I. It was never my format.
0: So in my house, we were absolutely a vinyl house. Mm -hmm. Um, I think
1: a lot of that has to do with your dad.
0: My dad and my mom bought a lot of records, tons of 45s. Oh, wow. So we had a... um, their BSR is the manufacturer of them. They were Montgomery Wards to Realistic to whatever. All used the same turntable with a very long spindle with um arm that would co- come over the top so you could stack the records. Yep, yep. Um, and you, they had an attachment that you could also stack 45s. Mm-hmm. So that was our jukebox. I mean, I remember being a little kid, and it would be like theme from The Greatest American Hero into Elvira by the Oak Ridge Boys. Like, <laughs> and that was like the best thing in the world, and I bought... Like a surgeon on 45. Sure. Like, you know, because it was like 45s were dirt cheap compared to LPs, and like I only remember getting maybe five or six LPs, but we got a ton of 45s. Mm-hmm. Were the records you remember getting in Weirdale? We got um in 3D. Nice. And that was pretty mm-hmm. much the big one for me. I um another LP that I had. Well, we've mentioned on the show countless times it was a Christian record called Animals and Everything, <laughs> which we have found um, recordings of online, and it is awful, just <laughs> terrible. Um, we had the It's a Small World on LP. Oof. That is also, yeah, very, very bad. Yeah, But yeah, we were absolutely a 45 house, mm-hmm. and then it was cassette- and then once 93, I got my first CD player, and it was pretty much that's Off that to was the races after that. Man. Yeah, that was my format. Thousands of CDs. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then you were talking about it, Maddie, but it was like you kind of. I
1: went streaming. A lot of people went streaming. Sure. I do streaming, but I I have you never stopped buying CDs. I never stopped buying CDs because I would rip them to flack. And then I would convert them to whatever format my phone... I mean, granted, my phone will play Flack, but I only have 128 gigs on my phone, and Flack would take up a, a large percentage of my phone. Sure. <clears throat> uh, but so I'll convert it to like a, a high bitrate um, file, but still nowhere near mm-hmm. uh, what lossless would be. So I have a couple thousand songs on my phone. Um, and so when I... Like before I had uh, Google Fi... I had T-Mobile, w- whose reception was not the best, and I had a limited data plan. You know, I had, like, I think the first gig or first two gigs, maybe, uh, was 4G, and then everything after that was was uh, throttled. You do not have that problem <laughs> with Google Fi. Yeah. I think you would have to use 30 gigs before they they start throttling you oh, wow. down to 3G or something, and it's like, I'm never going to get that, uh, that high, but... Uh, That's why I don't listen to streaming as much as other people. I do, but I also listen to Pandora, and a lot of people really like Spotify. Mm. Um, And, like, I had one of my coworkers make fun of me for being old, and it was like, I I just don't like Spotify. Like, uh, you know, uh, other people uh, listen to Apple Music. Other people listen to YouTube music and shit. And it's like, whatever works for them is great, but... I have stuff on Pandora that I've had for years. That you it know, truly I mean, is this perfectly curated. It is. It is perfectly curated, and it's like I have been curating this for years. That's hard. This to step is. Away that, from. This That's is my exact, yacht rock. My yacht rock <laughs> station on
0: Pandora is untouchable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and so you know I have I have like a misfit station, a cramp station, a Dillinger Four station, and that cramps is exactly what I want to listen to when I'm at work because it is just awesome enough where it's like yep well I'm going to take I'm going to take a couple minutes and I'm just going to listen to this song and then the rest of it is like I can work to this this is great you know where even the songs that aren't the best are still good because it'll play um like you'll get like a coasters song here or there you'll get charlie feathers you'll get um the Misfits, you'll get the Ramones, um, you know, an occasional black flag here or there. You you'll get early punk rock, but you'll also get tons of Johnny Cash and stuff like that. It's it's the perfect mix of what I want to listen to while I'm at work. And I just I tried listening to Spotify a few times because I, you know, over 40. And when uh like a a 20-year-old <laughs> calls you old man uh, you know, it like it hurts your pride a little bit, and so, I I listened to Spotify, and it was like, all right, all right, Spotify, I want to listen to Misfits, and they started off the gate with <laughs> with Graves era Misfits, where it's like, look, I like Graves era Misfits, but if I say Misfits, I meant Danzig. Uh, and then like they played some Jerry only misfits and it was like, oh man, you guys are barking up the wrong tree. Uh, and then just played a lot of other stuff where it was like, what the fuck is five finger death punch doing on this Oof. playlist? Come on, Spotify, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> and like, I gave it like, I-, I think two more times and then it was like, no, you, you just, you suck. You suck. I and I need, don't want to listen to you. I don't need Billy you. badass music. Yeah. Just. Forget it. I mean, you know, granted, like Misfits, uh, that was kind of them of like the punk rock world where it was, you know, just a bunch of linebackers <laughs> playing bass and guitar and like singing and then punch, just punching people because like people would go up on stage and like Danzig or Jerry Only would just physically beat them up and throw them off stage.
2: <laughs> you know who my favorite Misfit was? Um, Bruce Willis. <sighs> Any, Come anyway, on, man, don't say that while I'm taking a drink. That's you, not you, cool.
0: You wanted my take on record collecting, yes. And if someone should get into it, and my answer is no, absolutely not. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> you, are you a millionaire?
1: No. i Fuck off.
0: Right, <laughs> no. It's. It is. I think you need to answer the question of how hard are you going to go into the perfection of it. Vinyl is a terrible medium um it is prone to
2: warp it is prone to scratching to scratching but we have determined that with my taste i will be spending upwards of ten dollars for an album that is correct <laughs> <laughs> so and by the way if you want this
1: <laughs>
2: <Okay>.
1: <laughs> now you can have it on multiple formats
2: i could put it on, up on my wall
1: so the I like it a lot because it has
0: reengaged me with sure. music. Sure. And I think that's the best thing. There is the unfortunate side of you that'll come out if you've ever been a collector. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's like, why am I ordering the new Soccer Mommy three-color variant mm-hmm. uh, when I haven't heard a note of this? Which, by the way, I have done. Um, <laughs> why am I ordering... You know, I joined Vinyl Me Please. I've, you know, I order stuff from them all the time. And Vinyl Me Please is kind of like the Columbia House of the new era where they kind of... Well, they tailor it to you a lot more than Columbia Yeah, they kind of have three tracks that you can go with. They have a hip hop track. They have a um, Essentials and a Classics track. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, it's interesting, like the Classics track is a lot more... Jazz and they had Lucille from BB King, was one of the oh, last nice. ones they pressed. Did, and these did, are did like, it? I did not, God and damn it, these God. are like rock solid pressings. Yeah, because when you actually make a record for vinyl, it's going to sound the best in that format. Modern music isn't made for vinyl, it's right. digital, right. unless they, in, even if it was digital, you can make it for vinyl. Because there's ranges that cut off because of the grooves. Like heavy, crazy bass. Like the reason why there's a 12-inch single for bass-heavy techno tracks is because if it was 33, it would knock the needle off okay. and and or you would lose a lot of range. A 45 for one track gets to spread it out more, so you get to put more data on there. Oh. Uh-huh but it's just analog data mm-hmm. it's just right. it's now wider and because it's going faster it's it's getting to read more so it doesn't have to cram as much in a little space mm-hmm. it gets more space to actually make the sounds which i didn't know until this year you know <laughs> you right. know or until this year of collecting i was like oh shit but it also becomes a pain in the ass because now Daft Punk records, instead of being like Return of Bruno, one record is a double record with three to four songs aside. Wow. So now I'm getting up every, you know, and it's like, oh, woe is me. It's not a problem, but it's like, oh, huh. I didn't expect that. And it's, and Daft Punk, especially with like the last record, intentionally made it for vinyl. Like they went, they did the 70s production on it. Nice, you know. So, like, it it is a great pressing, mm. and it is intended for the format. But, like, I like it because it's involved me with the music more. It's made me listen to different bands, newer bands, older bands. Uh-huh. Well, Matt was here. Like, I got the Isley Brothers. Get your guns. Oh
1: my God, was that a <laughs> fucking awesome record? Yeah,
0: and like, never listened to it in my life. Never. I mean, I know the Isley Brothers because. I've heard the Beatles, you know, right? (laughs) But we put it on and it was like, okay, I guess we're just gonna be quiet while the Isley Brothers play, and it's fucking great, and I love it, you know, fantastic record. But then there's there's other things that you get, and it's like, this uh, this just sounds like a CD, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. like oh, this kind of sounds hollow, right? Doesn't have that warmth that they're going for, and it's it's just the format like if it were cover art is bigger right i mean (laughs) it's fun it's a lot more fun than getting a DAC and getting my computer and turning you know Mm -hmm. and playing a song that way and it's definitely scratches the itch i my i am trying to slow down because like i was buying tons and tons and tons yeah like $500 500 plus dollars okay. a month type tons um which is like 12 records by the way right <laughs> you know what i mean like they're
2: like $25 a piece like that's so hard to do with atari 2600 games you know what i mean <laughs> what me. is the
1: conversion rate of atari 2600 games to records can you tell me
0: <laughs> but um now i'm slowing down and i'm just trying to if i bought it listen to it just listen to it. Don't uh-huh. don't get another record yet. You don't need to get another record. I'm still about to buy new records. <laughs> but like you don't need to listen to the records you have. And if you're not going to listen to, sell it. So I've sold stuff yeah. on Discogs, which has been nice because then I've been able to get back into it. Talking about getting back into it. Yeah. I mean,
1: what is the first track on side 2? <laughs> Secret Agent Man James Bond is
2: back. God. Which I was going to say, you know, Again, very cinematic. Uh, Is it...
1: That dog... Very nice, it moved from my speaker.
2: Big dog. <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, ah, wait, wait. Matt
2: Rose hands Quit. 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 13. Wow. I don't, I, know I, don't nice. I don't care, Aaron. I just don't I know. care. <laughs> to everyone he meets, wow, this is. This could have been at the end of the Breakfast Club instead of Don't You Forget About <laughs> for sure. Can, can you jump to the just about the very end of this one? The, of the record? Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's see where that puts it.
1: A great match
0: I guess we're gonna roll right into
2: jackpot uh,
3: parenthetically
2: Bruno's bot oh no I'm yeah jackpot Bruno's bot oh, oh, it's a jam it's more of that mouth Harp Ha up. Alright. Here
3: we go. it. Now
1: Do
0: it now. Play now? Now!
3: Yes. <laughs> Jesus.
1: this song. <laughs> seriously
2: it's fun a little 12 bar blues sure
0: always gave me good advice.
2: give him good advice what kind of advice
0: like
2: paradise oh, the sound
1: advice never make another record again he didn't take it
0: so while this is uh, going on in the background I yeah. do have to read this part lead vocals and harmonica Bruce Willis this album could not have been made without the help of the following people my main Ms. Ann, and co-potato head Robert Kraft the magical hands of John Vigram who's the executive producer the unwavering patient of Motown Records and lastly, <laughs> and most importantly, the big cat upstairs.
1: Are you fucking kidding
0: Bruce Willis. Damn. Once upon a time, after wandering around in a daze for 12 years on a hot, steamy, stankin' Thursday night in late June 1986, I walked into a low, down, and dirty dive called Cub Babylon. My kind of place. On stage was a band who, within ten seconds, had my little pink R&B toast tapping. So let's yeah. just take yeah. a second. I'm Matt is uh, Matt wouldn't last an episode of Roach Coach.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I could I can deal with Coconut Dracula over this. Have you heard
2: Coconut Dracula? Dracula? I don't know that I have. Oh, oh, oh.
0: Okay, I kind of get the point. I don't know if I need to listen to the rest of
1: this album, but <laughs> I could tell from the first couple notes. I knew I'd get along
0: with these guys immediately. The ones who've got my little pink R and B toast happen. Um, they all had dirt under their fingernails. I approached the bar, ordered a "lay me low." what? I don't know what the fuck that is. A lay me
2: low. A, a lay me low. He just said I got a few jingles jangling in my pocket. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for just fucking skipping.
1: After you heard that, you're like, nope, Matt will get violent after this. Well,
2: you don't want to you don't want to get sued. You know, fair use. I get it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fair taste is more
0: like Bruce Willis shows up in my house. He's like, pissed. He's like, how many people have listened to it? I'm like, maybe 30. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's like I want my 17 He's knocking on Chris Heiner's door
0: <laughs> pay me royalties um so Are you I like ordered I o- I approached the bar ordered a lay me low and quicker than a cat may blink its eyes the leader of these rhythm merchants said Hey Bruno wanna sit in <laughs> God
1: damn it
0: the rest as they say in this crazy mixed up patchwork quilt of a town they call Hollywood is history, cross that out, mystery. Your pal,
3: oh.
2: Bruno. Fuck. Wow. You. Yeah. I'm sorry, Matt Rose. How long are you down for? Wait. Oh, just for the night?
3: Just for the night.
2: This is Lose Myself. Then you yes, please lose yourself. For, I wanna lose
0: myself in love wow, the thing is, like, there's, like, that sounds like I hate myself for loving you. Right. Um, the, uh, Respect yourself. Obviously, him and Madonna cribbed off that 1971 <laughs> classic. All right, this is the last song on the record, man. Oh, thank
1: Christ. And Admittedly. Flirting with Disaster. We've already heard this one, Matt. We have this heard this This is the one. worst song on the album.
2: <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is. I don't like this one. Ooh. This is...
0: This is the 80s. Yeah. Oof. The video has smoke coming from a sewer grate. <laughs> Yeah.
2: (laughs) This is uh, Schwarzenegger gathering all his guns to jump into, you know, to go get Alyssa Milano or something from the terrorists.
0: This is the uh, upstart kids fixing up the race
1: car, race box derby car, (laughs) or the nerds like fixing the robot. For, like, the big dance? Yes. like, like yes. I know that doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm talking I about. I do. <laughs> that, that robot has to go to the dance. It does.
2: Yeah. Would you like to
0: dance? He's a slave to desire. Which was the name that they were going to go with. <laughs> but then they changed it to Flirting with Disaster. <laughs> and that is the return to um. Bruno. Let's talk about it. Final thoughts. Let's
1: let's talk about it. Eric, I'll
0: go for Eric, I get it. it. I fucking get it.
1: This hit you at the right moment. Oh, yeah. The right time. I'm not going to pretend that the stuff I liked at 13 is stuff I would listen to now. It is not. Not at all. I don't know. I would probably still listen to some of that stuff. Me oh, some example. of it, some of it, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest What's the honest most with embarrassing
2: you? from 13 for you? Oh, God. So what year were you 13? Let me guess. Yeah, let me, go ahead Let guess. me guess what it was, but what's the year? Give me the 1990. year. 1990. 90. Ooh. It probably was still actually like Guns N' Roses and shit, mm-hmm. so. It yeah, was. Yeah, you kind of lucked out.
1: Guns N' Roses is probably one of the more redeemable, or like Van Halen won. That's that's pretty redeemable. I would, oh, yeah. I would still listen to Van right. Halen 1 now.
2: But in 90, like for proper rock, that was pretty much hair metal is going to shit, except for if you would consider Guns N' Roses hair it, it metal, started, which it wasn't.
1: It's, it started its very steady decline because you just started, Oversaturation. Yes, oversaturation. That's when you started getting Firehouse. That's when you started getting Slaughter and all these other bands that really just shitty def leppard albums oh diluted diluted the pool muddied the water that mm-hmm. that metaphor the metaphor and so <laughs> they more than words would that have been 90 extreme no, no no extreme was 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 Later. closer to mid 90s yeah extreme really tried to hold on like they were still releasing stuff when we were in high school absolutely and they should have stopped. Right. Uh, and eventually, Gary Sharon went on to be the um, singer for Van Halen. Oh, well, that's right. Right. And for yeah, for f- one for album. Unlawful Carnal Knowledge? No, that was no. Sammy Hagar. Okay. No, he did. Come on, man. He, he did the, uh, I guess, the record after that. I think they, what was it, Van Halen three or something? I think it, it was, was three, yeah. Yeah. And it was it did it was not well received no um but there
0: was also right around that late in late 80s time frame where they couldn't sell the rock anymore so everybody started to make the power
1: ballad
2: mm-hmm. right exactly oh
1: yeah yep. yeah 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 so and like, i hate that stuff still i'm not a fan of the power ballad though i like sweet child of mine because <laughs> the the riff for it slash made up on the spot to make fun of (laughs) songs like that. And, of course, Axel heard it and was like, dude, what is that? That's awesome. We're going to write a song around that. And he was like, no, that was a joke. I don't want to do it. Like, imagine you guys were, I don't know, with an improv class or something, and they had to, like, write their big sketch, and you just threw out an idea that was terrible, and they were all like, oh, that's what we're going to do. And that sketch saves the world? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I mean, that was like their—I think their first big song, if I'm not mistaken. It was either that or Appetite, or uh, uh, it was either that or Welcome to the Jungle. It was Welcome to the Jungle. It was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought so, but then like I, uh, yeah. Well, I
0: thought they released it. It didn't do anything. They did the video for Welcome to the Jungle, and
1: that took off. And then they re-released Sweet Child, and that. And and then Catapulted. that cemented it, and then it was like, oh, you guys want to hear a song called Paradise City? <laughs> 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 Which, to this day, if it comes on, I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm not turning this off. Yeah. I, I The next six minutes and 34 seconds are mine. <laughs> yeah. There is a song called I Got a
0: Warm Reception in LA that I don't even know who it's by. And I think I could find it on YouTube while we're talking and it was kind of done in squiggle vision um, Oh, prior to like squiggle vision uh-huh so it kind of looked like you ever uh, been to a diner and they have a blackboard with but they write with neon pens on it yes it looks like that oh, and man. uh let me see if i could find it it is
2: in la this is my whiteboard in my home office. That's it. That's, <laughs> that is exactly it. My whiteboard, that is a blackboard with neon blue.
0: No, I haven't. No, I, don't have. I haven't listened to this in a long time. One thing I can guarantee, this is terrible. <laughs> 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 and let me tell you, I thought this was the fucking best. So uh
2: oh, uh, Looks like my whiteboard, that's a blackboard.
0: I have no idea who wrote this song.
3: Oh, taxi. I got a warm reception in LA. I got a warm reception all
2: the way. I hate this. I as you should. Want so nice this the stop. In
0: But for some reason, I thought this was great.
1: It is (sighs) not great, guys. When you thought this was great in 1990? This is from like...
0: Busco 1987. Oh, wow. You were 10. Yeah. But I mean, like, kind of giving you another... uh, Not good. Loved it. (laughs) Loved it. (laughs) And then it was another one that like nobody else I knew heard this. Right. Or liked this. It was just for an animation festival. They just had a bullshit song. They didn't care about the song. They were trying to win an animation festival.
2: (laughs) Now, in my defense, um I don't know about defense, but this Bruno thing, I I was saying during the break, right, and maybe a little before, um, uh, I was kind of all in on the the idea of of uh, Don Johnson's album too, which turned out a uh, heartbeat beat came, came out a year before, or at least in '86. Um, the eventual evolution of what I like, I was very down the middle, right? It, it was Huey Lewis, um, Run DMC was big, BC Boys just. Licensed to Ill, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then a little bit of maybe a little bit of Bon Jovi, but right into high school for me was Sting, 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 and then mm. by the time you guys were thirteen, like 90, 90 I, uh, my senior year was ninety, ninety one. By that time, I was like all in on Harry Connick Jr. Like, oh, I wow. get it.
0: That first record is great.
2: <laughs> well, like Harry met Sally. Right. Yeah, that's great yeah. too. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. that. Um, we are in love. I think was the second one, or his first one was, I think called Twenty.
0: Is that the one with "Kiss Me" on it? Because that song rips. "Kiss Me"
2: <laughs> on uh, "Red Light, Blue Light." Oh okay. Yeah,
0: that song rips.
2: <laughs> it's it's on my favorites. Like, oh uh, yeah, and I sing all of, well, the horn parts and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> yep. Clearly, I'm into horns. I hear you. But I love it I, I can't excuse my my taste in music at least back then oh I I freely
1: admit that the stuff I listen to most people don't want to listen to and that's fine <laughs> because uh, I like it and you like your stuff and you know that doesn't taste mean taste subjective that doesn't, yeah that doesn't mean I have to like oh, it yeah. or that you have to like what I listen to you know just don't just don't call me old <laughs> <laughs>
0: Final thoughts on uh, the return of Bruno, Matt.
1: Um, not for I'm you. surprised. I'm surprised <laughs> that we did not have to wave flies away from that record. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> I, Matt, I know that you will remember this from one of the first times we hung out when mm-hmm. we were at your house, and I... we were going through records that you had in your collection. And we got to one that was embarrassing, and we both laughed at it. And you just go, well, this one's done. And you <laughs> threw it at the wall, and it snapped into a bunch of pieces. And we both laughed hysterically. And then I saw the instant look of regret on your face where you were like, but now how will I learn how to break dance? <laughs> it's, true. it's
0: true. It's a true story. And I left a mark in the wall. And, and uh, I was like, oh, no. Was it, Was it? one of those yes, instructional breakdance it was breakdance break video uh yes
2: my friend dave had one of those yeah tutting
1: <laughs> did you know that that uh like fold out my... poster with like yes, <laughs> with moves yeah 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 did you know that my childhood friend Brian, M. Yes, uh took a breakdancing class yes. yes he took a breakdancing class in utica which shows you just how much street cred there was to this class. Yeah, he uh, he learned a very tepid back backspin, <laughs> and uh, oh geez, I don't even know. I maybe he learned like the worm, but like couldn't do it. But like kind of learned it, and then uh, I don't know. Maybe he like, could have done it if you supported him more. <laughs> That wasn't (laughs) going to happen. And I think maybe he learned how to pop and kind of lock. Pop and Jimmy. Yeah. (laughs) Pop and stand still for a couple seconds. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's do a round robin uh, for what you're into this week. Uh, You've reached the power of the show where we do talk about what we're into this week. Um, For me, I would have to say I'm into McMillions. On it's HBO. great it is the story of the defrauding of the McDonald's company for their monopoly game um it went on from the first one until 2001 yeah, and it that is, is bananas. it is the story of how the FBI found out and um yeah, the, much, the Jacksonville
1: FBI is it kind of
2: a event. limited series kind of deal yes yeah, yeah it's okay. a yeah.
1: short run docu series okay it is um, great it is fun to watch
2: we just picked up HBO again this weekend. So I got to. Oh. This is great.
1: Well, then. Because John Oliver
2: started this weekend. So I'm. What yeah, I'm back.
1: into will also apply to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I'm done. Just check out Mid Millions. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Outsider. I haven't caught up on this past week's episode, but uh The Outsider is also limited run. Um, series that is based on the Stephen King story, the outside. Oh shit. Yeah. And I, I stopped at the one about the Yiddish vampire. That's the name of the episode. Uh, and loved it. Yeah, Can't wait to catch up because I'm going to basically have two episodes, uh, this weekend to catch up on. Um, it is well done. Uh, I think that it does a pretty good job of conveying grief and conveying regret, mm-hmm. um, but it also is like there's a palpable sense of menace, and it, I I think it's very well done. I look forward to seeing if they adapt or adapt any more um, Stephen King because this was this was a good adaptation so far so i'm i'm not sure i think they might have like eight or nine episodes and i think we're at six all right. this past weekend uh but you can binge it um let me know what you think all right um it's not like exorcist scary but it is unsettling okay and and like there's a definite sense of impending menace it's it's I, I really like it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I shall check And it uh out. and aside from that, I've been playing a lot of PUBG, guys. I know. And I <laughs> Players the...
0: Unknown Battlegrounds. Yeah, I it's don't know this. it's
1: a this? it's a it's an Xbox game. Oh. Uh it's a it's PC. a shooter. Yeah. It's a shooter. Uh last man standing.
0: So okay. 100 yeah. people get in the plane. It's like if you've seen Fortnite being played, sure. Uh, yeah. it's a it's tactical like, Fortnite.
1: Yeah, huh. it's it's like Fortnite where you can't build your own thing. So you're just running. So you're just running around, uh, shooting other people. And you can play squad. You can play like two man, three man, four man, uh, or you can play solo. Um, solo is the most infuriating game of all time. Uh, playing with a squad is usually a lot more fun if you have a group of people that actually want to play together instead of four people that want to play their own solo match. <clears throat> um, I have encountered some of the stuff that I've read about before of the the bullying uh, where a bunch of 14-year-olds, if you get on their team and they don't want you on their team, they will kill you. And then they will <laughs> mock you. Uh, and it's like, okay, I'm going to find out where you live <laughs> and I'm going to make you cry. But yeah, no, they're, they're terrible people. So <laughs> they can... Just go pound sand. Uh, but I have really enjoyed it because they uh, recently released um, uh, like the new season uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, which has a new map, which makes the games a lot faster because it's a much smaller map. So you can't have 100 people. Mm-hmm. You can only have about 60 people on this map. And if you play on a squad, a four-man squad, that considerably lowers the amount of people that can kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, I'm, I've actually won a bunch of times playing Squad uh, on that map. So it's been, it's been fun. Right. I've
2: gotten a lot better. Eric? Uh, speaking of games, so since Christmas I had requested two games, one of which is um, I feel like I'm a, an econo gamer because a year or two after something comes out, um Dude, you get it. You are talking to, to it. the
1: right you're talking to the right people. So yeah, yeah. I we have Game Pass. So
2: <laughs> Spider-Man on, on PS4. Uh oh. I'm kind of playing through that. I'm I'm very much just like story driven um like uh adventure type. Oh, I'm like terrible at those games. That's why I only story play mode. multiplayer <laughs> story mode games. I can't play multiplayer stuff very well uh, well so uh, that
1: that's that's the difference between me and you is like when i got um what is it life of ori matt is that with the yeah 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 um beautiful fucking game ori in the uh, or yeah ori in the in the blind forest blind forest um beautiful game love
2: it cannot get past a certain part and it's like fucking cuphead for me yeah and by that Certain part, I mean, the first fucking level, I can't get through it. <laughs> yeah, but you watch this guy, and he's just like, oh, oh mm-hmm.
1: okay, all right, all right, you're in the next part, and it's like, well, I, but I, I'm not gonna be able to beat this. Like, I, Matt just come over and beat it, and I can watch you <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I would, just when I told Matt, like, oh, analog you should, twitch, yeah, you should, you should play this game, and he's like, well, I don't know, I've got a lot of like, Matt, just, just please play this, game. just play the <laughs> goddamn game, and so he played it. He's like, oh, this. It's a pretty cool game. Yeah. It's beautiful. And so I would just we would <laughs> we would record an episode and then I would just sit over on the couch and he's like, Well, I mean, I've I've got like, you're gonna play this goddamn game, man. <laughs> and so I didn't get to watch him beat it, but I um I did watch him get I watched him beat the part that I can't beat like it was nothing. Like he was brushing uh like a, a feather off his shoulder. And worst. it was like well, fuck you,
2: too. I bought Cuphead because I watched Matt Noss play Cuphead. I was like, oh, this oh, is this beautiful. Looks, this looks this fun. Yeah, fun. Yeah, you fun. Went yeah. home. Nope. Yeah, Nope. <laughs> the
1: game is ruthless. It, it is, is. It is ruthless. And you
0: have to be in the right headspace for it. Like, <laughs> no, like if you're.
2: I don't have that. Like headspace. right now. Yeah, I,
0: neither do like I. Like right now. If I played it, I would be like, fuck this. Yeah. But I didn't have a kid yet, so... <laughs> yeah, I got two of them. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like, exactly. It's yeah. like, d- d- I have no time yeah. for this. Yeah. Uh,
2: so the other the other one, Spider-Man on PS4, and then the other one was, oh, uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. Is yeah. That it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one is to be in my office slash... Uh, garage man cave-ish kind of thing so that's where i have the xbox one uh so was there was that um uh both are fun i haven't gotten very far in the the star wars fallen order but um the spider-man's been fun but everybody knows that if they know anything about games the other uh thing that i want to mention was um recently we just caught up on and i feel like maybe some li- well Maybe someone I don't know. Some like friends who I know that I respect from a comedic sensibility standpoint. Um, I think initially were on to this and then a lot of them fell away from it. And I'm like, get back. I don't understand. I don't understand it. And, and that is the marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh yeah, yeah. Jen Hansen.
1: Season uh, three. She she just couldn't really get into it.
2: I don't she know that it was necessarily her, but I know, I know well, people I know, were like kind of into it, and I, they I were kind of shitting season. on it. And, and um, if nothing else, Tony Shaloub, his is, performance throughout the great. whole he fucking is, thing, he is, is great as the masterful. dad. He is,
1: yeah, he is, he is so good. But uh, I love going, when they go to Paris in the second season. Yeah, and he's he he doesn't remember his friends' names. He just knows them because he shows up at the cafe, and they all start arguing. Right.
2: <laughs> the the whole show like. If you're going to watch it to go to like kind of evaluate the the stand-up and the comedy that's you're gonna miss it. In it the actual stand-up, like toss that away. There's not that much of it. And no, it's not the greatest writing or anything like that. But I just feel like one, oh, there's some cinematography things that they do that are amazing. They had this one shot going down uh, uh, in this last season, going they're in a barbershop. And the camera was going between uh, the the customers, getting their haircut, between them and the mirrors. And they're going down this row. They keep going down the row. And then the camera goes behind the back of one of the customers and then pans back around uh, from back to the path that it went down in front of a mirror. And you can't obviously see the cameraman in the mirror that it just panned across. And it was like, that was a fucking special effect that right. they had to do it. Mm-hmm. They had, obviously, they had money to do it, but um, <laughs> a lot of the... It, it's, it's beautiful. Shalhoub is, uh, is perfection. Yeah, so anyway, that and old school, for real, um, just got into it the, the latest season of The Crown.
0: Oh, I know my wife loves The Crown. The I've never crown watched one. a season. But I hear it's wonderful. It's really, it's yeah. fantastic. I, and this is the last season. I want to say. I don't know.
2: They what they did uh, the initial the initial run of the first two three seasons mm-hmm. was a cast, and then now they're into the fifties, late fifties, fifty, oh. whatever it is. So the, and they've switched all the cast to. It doesn't
1: have to be the last. Then <laughs> they've got a lot of royals left to go. Yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> um, but a whole new cast to mark the the age of of um that that era. Yep. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I uh
1: Matt and I have, have have said this so many times there's just too much stuff to watch. Oh, for sure. And you know, there's too much stuff to listen to as far as podcasts go. I I just don't have enough time to catch up. And like if I get a couple days off, I have other stuff to do and I can't I I I can't just sit there and binge on a show on Netflix anymore. Like even if it's Stranger Things four, where it's like, hey guys, Hopper's still alive. I know. Um, <laughs> Actually, we haven't finished season three. It took then, me a long time. Never mind. Oh. Um, how'd you like the the like the final part of season three like how'd you how'd you like I, it? I thought it was good yeah, I, I, was, I, liked that. I was happy yeah i i thought it got a little soggy in the middle but that it it really picked up in the end yep
0: uh the never-ending story thing was kind of corny but fine
2: yeah i can't wait
0: you can get in contact with us at Matters Pod on Twitter and Facebook. I am at Matt Noss on Twitter. I am
1: at Karate Dracula on Twitter and Instagram.
2: I am at Eric Hankey, spelled exactly nope, how it's spelled. No, it's not it
1: don't That's not it at all.
0: Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much,
1: Eric. Thanks Eric, for having me. You guys. know, you can come back
2: anytime
1: It's an open door policy. I
2: feel that. I feel that. Thank you. Guys. Open door
1: policy. I mean, for next time we can listen to uh, something Johnson? else. Record. Don Johnson? don johnson's record i mean if i find it I mean, it, if you have it i mean
0: i'll put it on i'll slap that hot wax on i wouldn't do that to you <laughs> i uh appreciate you and i appreciate you dear listener and we'll catch you on the next episode of matters mystery them is Matt, and M is Matt, and that's all that matters. <laughs> it was a
1: good try. It, it was, was a, a try. solid good try. Time.
0: Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what's mattering to you. Mattering? Good. Good <laughs> enough. Good yeah. enough. Yeah, take two. You guys changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a take two.